Welcome to track number three of Lay Power. Hallelujah. Right. Those outside, can you hear us? Can you hear? Outsiders, can you hear? Say amen. At the very back, if you can hear, say amen. Stupendous. Well, it's a blessing to be here. Amen. Um, I hope that all of us have taken Reverend Johnny's instructions. And where's my badge? You must wear your badge all the time. Either. So, if you're, wearing, if you're not wearing your badge, the offering basket is coming around. You pay five Ghana cities. Each session that you discover that you're not wearing a badge. Where's my badge? a problem. I'm giving the how can I'm giving the orders how can I pay the five five uh, guidance in this Busola what's about okay you're, you're lucky the common people are rising up to insist that they write me then so well we are blessed so far I think the first session is so powerful how many have a feeling of how this camp is going to be like amen I believe that we're going to have real wonderful time as we have taken off already this evening. Amen. 18 definitions of lay person. Let's go through quickly before Bishop comes. Number one. Number one. What is it? We look at lay power. 18 definitions of the lay person. Number one is what? Someone distinct from the clergy. Is there any distinct from me? I'm from the clergy. I hear you. Well, we are different. I have the microphone. You are sitting down. But power has come to the lay people from now. Number two. You are not qualified to do certain jobs in certain fields. Amen? Amen. Not everybody is a doctor. This man sitting here is a surgeon. but So he's qualified to do certain jobs in a particular field. But then when it comes to carpentry, he's a lay person. Yeah. Although he's a surgeon. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. So that's number, number three is what? An ordinary. I love it. An ordinary person. Are there any, is there an ordinary person sitting by you? I mean, the one sitting by you, I think some of you are sitting by very special people. That is why you are not enjoying. Ask him, are you special or you're ordinary? I mean, ask him, listen, I'm ordinary. I want to be among ordinary people. Ask your sister, are you special or you're ordinary? Shake him and find out whether he's special or ordinary. Ordinary people don't mind shouting hallelujah in the church. Special people are so diplomatic. Amen. What's the next definition? A normal person. That is a lay person. Normal. Are you okay? Number, number five is what? A commonplace person. Someone who is in town. Yeah. Not a residential area person. A commonplace person. Forgive. The next one is what? A usual person. Number seven. A regular person. Number eight. Pardon? A common person. Isn't it? Yeah. Bible says Jesus always ministered to common people. Ordinary people. Common people. Are you common? Are you a common person? No, some of you look too diplomatic to be. Catcher as common. But thank God, God likes common people like you and me. Hallelujah. Number nine. Everyday person. It's powerful, isn't it? Eh? Everyday person. The man on the streets. 
Okay, what's the next one? An average. You know, have you been in a class where you know that people are getting A plus and so on? But you are just making it. And the teacher writes a report, a report. Average. More room for... Uh-huh. But I believe that God is picking average people. Hallelujah. People who are not so outstanding. Amen. Who don't so outshine. But these are the people that God is looking out for. I'm glad. Aren't you glad God has located you? An average person like you. God has located you. What is the next one? Not a professional. Amen. We are professional teachers. You are professional. Uh, what, uh, what do you have? Professional bankers. Uh, but you are not a professional. You are not a professional pastor. But God wants to use you as you are. It's too powerful, I tell you. What's the next one? Not an expert. You may not be an expert in soul winning. But God is going to use somebody who's not an expert like you. For his kingdom. And the next one. Not a specialist. Wow. It's too great. Number 14. What does it mean? Ordinary people don't understand it, but it's okay. But prolific. Okay, why are you going? We are ordinary also. Don't I know we, we didn't go to school like your school, but it's okay. We are not proficient, but God still loves us. Somebody say amen. amen. Next one. Not skilled. Number 16. Not trained. Mm. Hallelujah. Number 17. You don't have a certificate. As a soul winner. But you are going to be the best soul winner in the whole of the Kodesh. Amen. Do you believe it? Yeah, you are not certified by anybody, but God will still use, God will still use you. Number 18. Hey, you're not certified, not licensed. It's not easy, but it's powerful. Amen. Mm. Number 19. Bereft of special. What does bereft mean? Not belay, not belay. It says bereft, not belay. You have always wanted to say the use, use the word belay. Empty of, of any special gift. Now you see, sometimes when you see someone who is gifted, it makes you look useless. Have you realized that? Yeah. When you are playing, for example, you, somebody you playing football with Michael Essien. The guy is gifted. Do you see? Yeah. But you are bereft. It's not easy. But it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, some Ruth not as gifted as as Bishop Adi's wife is saying. They are not as gifted as Bishop Adi. This is what his wife said. He's very, very gifted. You know he's very gifted. One of the most gifted people you can ever find on the face of the earth is Reverend Oko and then Bishop Adi. <laughs> but don't worry if you see. When I, when I sit by Bishop Adi, I feel incapable. When I play golf with him, clap for the gift. <laughs> we beg you, we beg you, we everybody beg him, beg Bishop Adi to come back. We beg you, we beg you, we beg you, we love you, we love you. I don't like the floor. <laughs> clap for him. Clap for them. Hey. Hey. It's not easy until it's easy. I tell you. Mm. No, because sometimes. <laughs> no, not you, not you. Somebody I know. Somebody I know. When we are playing golf with him, every ball he hits goes straight. And some of us are boss, we are bereft of the thing, but we are still trying by the grace of God. Not somebody I know, his name begins with 
Okay, let's go. Next point. What's the twenty-first, uh, ninth? What? Yeah, twentieth um, definition. What is it? Bereft of special visions. Have you been intimidated before when you hear people talking about their encounters with the supernatural? It's amazing, isn't it? And then you wonder, are you called? Are you, a, are you even a Christian? You wonder, are you born again at all? Because some people have supernatural experiences. And they're all real and powerful. And if you don't have some of these things, you feel that, mm, you may be sitting by the wrong person. Are you there? But thank God that we are lay. And God is looking for lay people to use. And then 21 is what? Has not heard audible voice. Isn't it? Right. Now, Greek word. What's the Greek word for? Lyakos. And what does it mean? Somebody without skills. Wow. Do you believe it? Are you not happy that the, the way you are, God has included you without any skill? Lyakos like you. It's a surprise. The fact that you even came for the camp is a surprise. That you carried yourself and said, I'm going for a shepherd. Somebody without skill like you. You said you want to be what? A shepherd. But thank God, there's another meaning, isn't it? And what's the other word? Laos. And what does it mean? Oh, that's amazing. God chooses people without skills. And these are the people of God. It's, it's comforting. And it's, it's encouraging. Like Bishop is saying, there are two sides to, to it. One of it is looks negative, and the other gives us hope. Amen. Amen. Ordinary people who can, who come from God. Amen. Amen. Okay, now let's look at the um, few things that we look at. The first thing that we saw here is, is the historical impact. No. Common man and the three estates of society. What is number one? Nobility. And they are the what? Are we all revising the thing? We want to try to retain some things. Yeah, born to rule. Mm. You have what? Blue blood. Yeah, royal blood. Born to rule. Hello? Are you, are you born to rule? <laughs> You're noble. You don't look like one. Nobility is powerful. But I believe that you are. Forgive me. But I can't. I got. I don't take any of what? Yes, of us, Is that you? I don't, are you there? Because I know of your time. Forgive or Bonsu. I think that we have to do you have to crown Reverend Johnny, then console him of Kodesh. Forgive. All right. What is the second uh, the church? Amen. Okay. And the church represents the uh, looking after the work, spiritual welfare of the people, isn't it? And then the third is what? Common people, amen, who are doing the day-to-day -day jobs. Pardon? Taking care of everybody's physical, that's the common people. Well, to all other people, they are mopping the floor, cleaning the things, and so on. And without the common people, the nobles cannot do the work. Amen. Right. Okay, now let's, what's the next point? Historical impacts of the common man. Isn't it? What is it? Pastor Ko, tell us. What, 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 
what point did we get here? Explain to the church. In 2006, Time Magazine voted you as the you as the man of the year. You, Bishop Saki. <laughs> that we are all the we are all very important people, and in the and they voted Bishop Saki. Uh, Bishop, I just explained that over the years, um, culminating in the 2008 election of Barack Obama, culminating. <laughs> you are intimidating me. <laughs> the American Revolution, where farmers took guns and um, liberated one of the world's greatest superpowers. And Bishop explained that when um, the common people in the church are involved in the work, that particular church becomes a superpower throughout history and you know, all over the world. And, and, like, and as I was saying before, uh, it all culminated in uh, 2000. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's powerful. Barack Obama raised more money from the common people than. That's why you shouldn't joke with boosters. You, those who don't believe in boosters, you should laugh at us. We are building churches with boosters. Amen. We are roofing churches with boosters. Don't never say that your tithe is too small. Common people, uh, these common gave Barack Obama so much money than the millionaires who are backing Hillary Clinton. It's amazing, isn't it? If all of us would decide that with our little and armor, we'll pay our tithe every month, we will not need any fundraising again in the church. Do you know that? Because every, somebody's tithe is 20 Ghana cities, somebody's five Ghana cities. Somebody's tithe is 200 Ghana cities. Somebody's 500 Ghana cities. But everybody's little or much, it all comes together. And with our little, we can raise so much for the kingdom of God. And the church will not lack any good thing or anything, any financial, have any financial problem because common people are supporting the work. Masses, when we invested, do you remember when during, uh, one of the looters, somebody came, one of the leaders came around and then he wanted, I think they have arrested uh, some, the, the, some of the student leaders. And they're raising money to go and do campaign or go and do a looter in town and all that. So this guy, this student got up and began to speak to those other students. Hey, we need money too. We need money. And somebody took some small money. Other those days, um, 20 pesos or something. Say, Paul, J. And then put the money on the stage. Everybody in the Paul J. Paul J. Before he realized, they raised so much money. Paul J. Paul J. Paul J. Paul. Everybody brought it to Paulance. He raised so much money for the demonstration. Before he realized, all the was, was, was in the streets. Able to lead everybody. And everybody went to for one year. Come on, people. Hallelujah. May we enjoy the common life. And support the work of the ministry. What's the, what's the next point? Common men and the creation of democracy. Pastor, could you explain that one to us? That one also to us. Please use common English. Um, well, Bishop explained that the word democracy actually is, comes from uh, the Greek word democratia. And I think the Archbishop himself has arrived. <laughs> We, we, the common people, will be blessed by his preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Uh, 
Um, what, where were we? Lay people and the Bible. The next one. That was number what? Number six. Lay people and Methodism. Methodism. The Methodist Church. A very early tradition of preaching in the Methodist churches was for a lay preacher to be appointed to lead services of worship and preach in a group called a circuit of meeting places or churches. Amen. Amen. Have you seen? Everywhere that the common man has been utilized. Everything has changed. Now, it's not only the Methodist church that was started at the time that it was started. At the time of the start of every church, there are always other churches that start at the same time. You understand? But then you find out that some churches become very prominent. And one of the churches that became very prominent was the Methodist church and it's still very prominent one day I went to a village in the central region and what is the name of that uh, town okay it's in the central region and uh, (laughs) right there there's nothing there only a Methodist church and I went to another town if you go to Buzua beach Somewhere there's a Methodist church just at the beach somewhere there. I mean, as far as you can imagine from John Wesley's hometown, this church has been able to advance. And it is because the layman was released very early into something that professionals, trained people, are supposed to be doing. The ordinary person was allowed to do it. Do you see? As if you compare that with the situation where there were three groups of people, the nobility, who came into the world to rule, and the church, who came into the world to take care of the spiritual wealth, and the commoners, who came into the world to just work for the nobility. You see, and that thing, where it was changed, that no, the common man can be involved in directing the affairs of the whole state. Then everything changed. You get it? So, brothers and sisters, wherever the layman listens to the little instructions that he is given and does it, he can. I remember one gentleman who, and it's something I've told people, I can sit you down for 30 minutes and teach you how to run a hospital. I mean, a clinic. (laughs) Nobody will know that you are not a doctor. If you just listen to what I'm saying, nobody will know that you are not a doctor. I'll teach you for 30 minutes. Of course, it depends on your background and how much you, 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 you can listen to what I'm saying. And I'll show you a few things. 30 minutes, one hour, you can run a clinic. Nobody, and I know somebody who was a medical student in Nigeria. And he told me, I've run a hospital before. Do you remember that guy? ran a hospital before. As a doctor, nobody knew that he was not a doctor. (laughs) Now, if you would accept it, the layman can do many things. But you see, people always like to protect their work in such a way that makes it look so special, mystical, that no one can do it. Then they remain in a certain category of special whatever and they are always different so but i believe that Hallelujah. more power is released Hallelujah. when god's people Hallelujah. are released to work and john wesley he just came and he said he started because he also came into the ministry like that Amen. so obviously he didn't see anything so special you know about what he was doing so he felt other people could as well Amen. Amen. Are you there? We are. Now, 
in the Methodist church, the lay preacher walked or rode on horseback in a prescribed circuit of the preaching places according to an agreed pattern and timing. Okay? Okay. Now, after the appointment of ministers and pastors who are the specialists, this lay preaching tradition continued with Methodist local preachers being appointed by individual churches and in turn approved and invited by nearby churches as an adjunct to the minister or during their planned absences. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Our common people understanding what I'm saying. Chesa, when they were official pastors, they still continued with lay preachers. My, my mother-in-law was a lay preacher. Which towns did she preach in as a lay preacher? Was she a lay preacher or a local preacher? What do you call it? Pardon? Local preacher. So they call it local preacher. What are some of the towns that she preached in? Fungo. Fungo? Um, where Buzia beaches? Buzia, Buzia area? Um, Agunan Kwanta. Shama. Shama. Enzima in Zima area, as a she was a what? A teacher. She said she was a teacher. In uh, what school was she teaching in? Howard Boys School. Howard Boys School. She was a teacher at Howard Boys School, but a member of the Methodist Church, and then has been made a local preacher. So she's sent to Shama. She sent. The reason why I know is because sometimes my wife would tell me when we pass by Shama. She'll tell me that she's come here with her mother before to preach. Yeah, the Methodist. You see, that's why it's such a great church. You see, we cannot compare ourselves with the Methodist church because the Methodist church is more than 100 or 200 years old. You know, and how old are we? You know, when you see a young person, he always feels he knows everything. But the older person knows that he doesn't know everything. That he's about to discover something that he doesn't know. So somebody who was a teacher in a school and was is not paid by the Methodist Church goes to Shama. Do you know Shama? Goes to Fungo. Do you know Fungo? Goes to Agonan Quanta. Do you know Agonan Quanta? Buzia, where Buzia Beach is, there's a place there. You know, all these places, preaching, and it's called local preacher. Local preacher. Okay, and in, in a second, you get it. So, brothers and sisters, it's not like, look, the Bible says, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? No, it has already been of old. Somebody has done it before. So what we are doing is not something new, an idea that let's say I, I, a bishop he has been inspired by democracy, so he is coming to bring something. No, this is something that is already there. A lot of churches have used it, but some churches took it seriously, very seriously, and that is what has resulted in wonderful churches all over the place. Amen. Amen. Number seven. Lay people and the Catholic Church. I'm sure many of you are surprised to find out that the Catholic people also use lay people. They used them and they stopped. 11th October 2002 marks the 40th anniversary of the Second Vatican Council. A council which was to revolutionize the outlook of the Catholic Church. The first and possibly the only time that the lay movements 
comprising the group of eight, G8, collaborated effectively on a precise project over a significant period of time. Why are you laughing? Come, come on, people. Okay. Uh, where are we? Yeah. Okay. The first and the co- collaborated effect in the precise was possibly more recently the contract cadre negotiations with CIDSE was during Vatican II as they strove to influence the various drafts of the conciliar documents. Uh, words. It has often been said that the movement had significant or even great influence at the council and even that V2 canonized the lay apostolate approach of the various movements. In summary, in summary, the Vatican there was, it's been 40 years in 2002 since they, they had a council which approved the lay apostolate movements. That lay people were to be involved. Do you understand? Yeah. But after that, they didn't continue to use them. When I read on, you'll see. Now, 40 years after that time, since Vatican II, Virtually all the G8 movements, the G8 was the lay movements. The first and possibly only time that the lay movements comprising G8, they call the lay movement G8. So it says virtually all the G8, the lay movement, have also declined in membership and in influence. Although a number of new movements have emerged to date, None seem to have shown the capacity of the traditional G8 lay movements to mobilize and to form lay people conscious and responsible for their mission in transforming the modern world. Yeah, in the Catholic Church. Since the Vatican II Council, they have not had a movement which has been so powerful to mobilize and make lay people conscious and responsible for their mission. So even in the history of the Catholic Church, they once had a council which was so powerful in mobilizing lay people. So it's going to be the important duty of the, what do you call it, specialists in frontier to make all of us Mobilized into working for the Lord. In this sense, and paradoxically, Vatican II marked the end of an era rather than a new beginning. Mercy. And indeed, a historical study confirms that the era of the G8 lay movements emerged from a lay apostolate tradition with roots in the 19th century and which developed in response. That is in the Catholic Church. It's developed in response to the democratic and industrial revolutions which gave birth to the modern world. So the Catholic Church, although it's an old institution, was under pressure to respond to the trend that the common person was also capable of doing something. And the Catholic Church responded. And since the Vatican II Council, they have not had such powerful lay movements. That is all that I am saying. Do you understand it now? Huh? Yeah. Okay. So even the Catholic Church has had this powerful lay movement before. So I want all of you 
to have the mind that there is something you can do as a lay person without a specialized vision. Amen. 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 Number eight. What is number one? Number one is what? The common man and the three estates of society. Number two is what? The historical impact of the common man. Number three is what? The common man and the creation of democracy. Number four is what? The common man and national development. The next one is what? Lay people and the Bible. The vernacular Bible. The common language Bible. Transformed. Became a what? Dynamo. For social transformation. Amen. The next one is what? Lay people and Methodism. And the next one is what? Lay people and the Catholic Church. And the next one is what? Lay people, number eight, and the Yoido Full Gospel Church. Yoido. Yoido. Yoido is a Korean word. It's spelled Y-O-I-D-O. Yoido. It's an area like Dansoman. Yoido Full Gospel Church. Now, the Yoido Full Gospel Church that is, became the largest church in the world and entered the Guinness Book of Records as the largest church in the world at a point. I don't know if it still is. But that is a very important... By the way, do you get any money when you enter the Guinness Book of Records? The way people try to do different things to enter that book. Are you sure? You don't get any money? I'm sure you get something. They swim across the world, do this, cross mountains, all kinds of things. Really? It looks like some profitable business. The Yoido Full Gospel Church was founded by David Yongicho and his mother-in-law. Both of them Assemblies of God pastors. In 1958, a worship service was held in the home of Choi Jashil, Yongicho's mother-in-law. Apart from the two pastors, only Choi Jashil's three daughters, one of whom later married Yongicho, and an elderly woman who had come in to escape from the rain attended the service. The two pastors began a vigorous campaign of knocking on doors, providing spiritual and humanitarian help to the poor and praying for the sick. Within months, the church had grown to 50 members. Too many to accommodate in Choi Jashil's living room, where ship services were accordingly moved to a tent pitched in her backyard. As the church continued to grow, the church outgrew one tent after another. Pastor Yongicho began preaching on the threefold blessing, the blessing of the spirit, soul, and body, proclaiming that physical health and financial prosperity are as much a part of God's will for Christians as the salvation of the soul. Inspired by his message of hope and monetary wealth, many previously uncommitted people joined the church and by the beginning of 1961, the membership had grown to 1,000. Having grown too large for his tent, the first, churches, the first church purchased its first plot of land at Saidemun, an area in Korea. Saidemun Church. The church's plans... For, are, you, are you interested in what I'm reading? The church's plans for expansion suffered a setback when Pastor David Cho was called up for mandatory military service. Fortunately for the church, he was assigned to an American army base near Seoul, Korea, allowing him to continue with his Sunday preaching with the help of John Heston, an American missionary. Cho's spell in the army turned out to be short-lived as ill health required a major operation and a subsequent discharge from the army. 
although ill, Cho continued to pastor the church. And on 15 October 1961, an inaugural service was held in a new auditorium, which was named a, a Full Gospel Revival Center. The church membership continued to grow and reached 3,000 members by 1964, a year after I was born. And 8,000 by the year 1968, when my sister was born. And Cho continued to be plagued by ill health, and he suffered a physical collapse while leading a baptismal service one Sunday. At this time, Dr. Cho decided to restructure the church. Cho divided the city of Seoul into zones, with church members in each zone comprising a cell that would meet each weekday. With, with that would meet on a weekday for worship and Bible study in the home of a cell leader. Cell members were encouraged to invite their friends to attend cell meetings and learn about Christianity. Each cell leader was instructed to train an assistant. When cell membership reached a certain number, it would be divided with about half of its members joining the new cell led by the person who had been the assistant of the cell or the bustle. Cho later wrote a book in English about this concept of cell multiplication, which has since been emulated by churches throughout the world. Some of Cho's methods were controversial. He believed that women would make ideal cell leaders, having both the time and the desire to make home visits to other members, something that many men, for reasons pertaining to Korean culture, as it was at the time, were unwilling to do. His decision to appoint women as cell leaders went against the grain of Korean culture, which at that time was not open to the idea of women leading groups that had male members. He persisted, and the cell concept turned out to be an outstanding success. From 125 cells in 1967, the church has grown to several thousand cells today. Aside from restructuring a cell-based church, a women's fellowship was started in 1960, followed by a men's fellowship in 1963. To do what? To enable lay members to serve the church. In a wide range of volunteer capacities. A church magazine, Faith, was also started in 1967. Containing Bible studies, testimonies, evangelistic messages. And this monthly periodical soon spread far beyond so. So notice, he also set up a women's fellowship and a men's fellowship to enable lay people... To serve the church in a wide range of volunteer capacities. This camp is going to release the layman into the system. Now, up till now, we have only allowed lay people to serve in limited volunteer capacities. But now, we are going to release the lay people to work in a wide range of volunteer capacities. Can I have an amen? amen? What are these wide range of volunteer capacities? The media is going to be one of the new areas. Some of you are going to be radio presenters. Some of you are going to be some of you are going to work as television presenters. Some of you are going to be people who are answering the phone call. The thousand people that are calling after programs. Some of you are going to be talk show hosts like Oprah Winfrey. In a Christian way. Talking to people, interviewing, making films, documentaries. Presenting the church in different ways. Some of you are going to learn technical skills. And help the church in different ways. Some of you are going to become lay evangelists. Standing on street corners with your little crusade. All kinds.
kinds of activities are going to be conducted by the lay man, the common man, who is not a specialist, but is going to work in the house of the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Through our new tithing system, which is about to be released into the church, many of you are going to help to collect the tithes from the church because we are going down to the common man to collect tithe of two CD, we like it. Tithe of four CDs, we like it. Tithe of one CD, 50 pesos, we are interested in it. Systems are going to be set up to collect tithes. We are going to be a tithe conscious church. And the layman, once again, shall be deployed in a wide, everyone right, wide range of volunteer capacities. Lycos. Tell your neighbor, I am a Lycos. Soon you will be even wondering, Charlie, what is the need of going into full time when I am a light ghost? And I can do the work. I am not a specialist. But I am a light ghost. So you'll be looking at us who are bishops and army in full time ministry and say, Charlie, why? You can also be a Lycos. Lay power. I said lay power. Lay power. Lay power. Lycos power. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is the day that we will explain to you why we are in full time ministry. Now, membership continued to grow exponentially, reaching 10,000 in the early 70s. Having outgrown its side the moon premises, the church began looking for a new place to build. Yoido Island, in the middle of the Han River, which winds its way through the heart of Seoul, was at that time little more than sand dunes without even a bridge to connect it to the city of Seoul. Believing that he had heard from God, Cho and the other leaders of the church decided to purchase a plot of land on the Oyoido Island. Economic problems, including the 1973 oil shock, which led to spiraling inflation and the loss of jobs for many church members, delayed construction of the new auditorium. However, it was finally finished in 1973 and its inaugural worship service was held on the 19th of August that year. I'm practicing how to read the news. <laughs> A month later, the full gospel central church, as it was now known, hosted the 10th World Pentecostal Conference at the Hyochang Stadium. 55,000 attended, including 5,000 foreigners. <laughs> Membership of the full gospel central church reached 50,000 by 1977. A figure which doubled in only two years. On the 30th of November 1981, membership topped 200,000. By this time, it was the largest single congregation in the world and was recognized as such by the Los Angeles Times. A special worship service was held to celebrate this milestone with Demos Shakarian, the founder and president of the Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship International as the guest speaker. Beginning in the 1980s, the Full Gospel Central Church decided to establish satellite churches throughout the city of Seoul and further afield as it would not be able to continue expanding indefinitely. 
it's my news reading work. Despite the expansion of the auditorium to seat 12,000 in 1983, seven Sunday services were insufficient to accommodate the entire membership. As exponential growth continued, reaching 700,000 by 1992, the need for satellite churches became more pressing. Despite the drain of the members of the satellite churches, however, new recruits by the mother church brought in through the vast cell network have made up for the losses. And membership stood at 780,000 in 2003. The church was renamed Yoido Full Gospel Church in the 1990s. And its founder, Mr. David Yongicho, has retired as head pastor several times. But the church has run into immediate infighting among the remaining ministers, causing him to come out of retirement most recently in late in 2006. As of 2007, membership stands at 830,000 with seven Sunday services translated into 16 languages. <laughs> That's why we go to Korea. You, you may not know why we go to Korea, but there are certain things when you see, you realize that the check that we are doing, you're a joke. You're a joke. You understand what I say? You're a joke. You're a joke. Waha. On the 9th of January 2009, a Sunday church service was featured in a BBC documentary around the world in 80 faiths. Amen. Clap for Yoido Full Gospel Church. Powerful. Now, that is real exponential growth. Reaching 200,000 when? 1970-something. 81. Yeah. You know? And you see, it was through the women and the lay people. When I went to Korea, I went for a cell meeting. Everybody in the cell, the cell leader was a woman. And that is why I believe with the ladies, many of you can do very well as preachers. You can do well. You see, one of the problems that is why sometimes, you know, we talk in a certain way is to let you know that you are quite the same as somebody else. It's not that somebody else doesn't have problems. It is true, some people have more problems. But averagely, everybody has, I mean, around the same problems. You get it. And that is what you have to accept. That because you have the average problem that somebody has, you are not more disqualified. You get it. So you should allow your... What keeps us away from the ministry is a feeling of self despisement. Not, I'm not worthy. I'm not like this sister. If you see my wife preaching, my, my wife is not an angel. My wife is not an angel. She preaches and she looks like an angel when she preaches. Yes, my wife looks angelic. Me, myself, when I see her out there, you know, sometimes my children tell her, you see, the people, they don't know that you can shout. <laughs> <laughs> When she grows wild in the house. She's a normal woman. And she's preaching. You get it? So I'm just trying to explain to you that, look, people are just like you. Don't not be deceived by the other. Only some people are good at presenting themselves in packaging themselves. Hey. They are well packaged. Very good pretenders also. 
So you never know the real person. But for me, I'm afraid of people who are always smiling. Yeah. Somebody who's always smiling, always laughing, always happy. Can it be? Can it be? And sometimes it is amazing to find someone who is so angelically smiling to be one of the most moody people you can ever find in this world. If you like, make the mistake of marrying the person. Hey! The person will release that manifestation on you. You'll be surprised. That's why people are surprised when they get married. They say, Charlie, that is not how you were in the church. That is not how you were when you were singing in the choir. Always like this. <laughs> Moving and smiling. I didn't know that you were moody. You don't speak. You don't talk. You only talk in the church. Smiling with the people. Moving around, flowing. Hey! And a lot of people are disappointed. But you see, that is how people are. Because you know yourself. So, allow yourself to believe that God can use somebody like you. And let me tell you something. Another thing. You know, let me just tell you. I don't know when I'll get a chance to tell you. So, let me just say, if it comes to my mind, let me tell you. You know, problems, eh? We have been pastors for some years. They don't go away. We pray about them. We cast them. We oil them. Anoint them. We eastwood them. We cast them out. After all is said and done. When all is said and done. And everyone is gone. The problem is still there. Problems keep people away from serving God. Yeah. You look as though you know when I when I finish this, I'm so I'm trying to sort this. When I finish with my child, when my child, then before I realize your child, now you don't have to follow your child in the house, but now you don't have money to pay your child's school fees, and another problem has come, and the child will always be a now, okay, my children, my child is going away now. I've done engagement. My child. Before I realize your child is giving birth, now you have to go and look after your child's child. Yeah. It never ends. I have never seen anybody who works for God who didn't work for God now. Anybody who has always, okay, let me sort this out. Let me, I have, I've never, it has never happened. They never do. They never do. That's our work. That's our, and you can give us the credit that in 1988, there was Lighthouse, this same church. And we are still here. 1989, Lighthouse existed. I got married in 1989. My wedding program said, Lighthouse Chapel International presents wedding of that. He was not an Adelaide, whatever. It was presented. Lighthouse was in existence. Adelaide what? Bathing, bathing, sorry. Common people are calling for their names to be reinstated. Yes. We've been at it for some years. Yeah. We've been... Recently, I was in uh, Seattle, and I was talking with a pastor, and he, I was, was telling him about, you know, how our lady pastor Juanita had died, and we were so, you know, and I said, oh, we have never experienced something. You know what? You just look at me and say, oh, you are young. <laughs> I said, we have never. I said, oh, you are young. He said, we have very so many people in our church. Cancer of this, cancer of this, cancer of this, cancer of this. Cancer of this cancer. We are buried. Our members, precious ones, people that are with us, we are buried so many. And the pastor himself was ill. I was discussing his actual life with him. He asked me, I want your opinion. 
Because these are the number of days I have been given to live. Yes. He said, oh, you are young. And then his wife said, oh, you are young. <laughs> it's like challenge. Because, you see, in the life of a church, there are some things you see. Just as we have seen that anybody who says, I'll work for God later, he never works. We've seen. Those who say, I'll sort my child, my this, my problem, my work, my school, my this, my that. They never come. They never. Anybody who does, does it now. This is what we've seen. And as you become more experienced, you look and say, oh, this one, I know. This is how it will be. Yeah. This I know. Yeah. One day I was at Achimota school. And we were all learning for O-level. Suddenly, a friend of mine stood up. He got out of the bed. And I said, hey, what is happening? Then he started to quote Macbeth at one scene one. Then he would say all the... At two scene two. At two, at three scene one. Scene two, scene three, four. He quoted, I mean, the whole book. I think he thought that. When you memorize the whole book, it means you are, you are good in literature. So when he quoted, uh, he said, hmm, when I go to the exam room and this thing comes, I will stand up in the exam room and I will say, this I know. <laughs> hey, this I know. I think he got about nine. I don't remember what he got, but he didn't get any good there. This I know. So anyway, there are some things. Eh? Are you listening to me? I, there are some things. Eh? When you see him, say, no, this I know. I know this thing. I know this thing. So those of you are say, oh, my child, my mother, the house I'm staying in, my job, my grandmother, my father, my this, my dad, my everything is a problem for you. You get it? You will never serve God. That is what I've seen. Yeah. And you, dear, Charlie, when you get a job at United Nations and you go and work in Dubai, and we call you, the things that you will tell us, we will even feel so silly for making contact with you in Dubai. Because you would, the, what you would tell us, that look, you think that we just whatever. We are very busy here. We can't just be coming. We say, you should say, we should send our tithe. Do you know what I'm doing in Dubai? I should send 10% to Ghana. Do you know how much I earn? That is how you will talk. When the Lord lifts you up. till so he brings you down and you are on admission. When you are on admission and then we come and visit you. One day I visited somebody. He said to me, he was, he was dying. He said to me, I don't want to promise. If, even at that time, he didn't want to promise. He said, I don't want to promise anything. But if the Lord lifts me out of this bed, I don't want to promise. But I can be a reverend minister. and I can actually be a, a, a preacher. But I don't want to promise. He was still not ready to promise you. And he died a few months later. Hmm. Are you there? So brothers and sisters, I believe that it's a powerful thing. Don't let the enemy keep you away from working for the Lord. Amen. The Yoido Full Gospel Church is a powerful example for us to flow into. Number nine. Lay people and the church of Pentecost. The mission statement of the church of Pentecost states that it is a worldwide non-profit making Pentecostal church with its headquarters in Accra, Ghana. Simple and short. It exists to bring all people everywhere to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ through the proclamation of the gospel. It demonstrates through the planting of churches and the equipping of believers for every God glorifying service. Hallelujah. 
It demonstrates the love of God through the provision of social services in partnerships with governments, communities, and other like-minded organizations. Amen. The Church of Pentecost, like most great institutions, started in a small way. The church's beginnings are linked to the ministry of James McEwen, who died in 1989. An Irish missionary sent by the Apostolic Church Bradford, UK, to the then Gold Coast, now Ghana, in 1937, to help a group of believers of the Apostolic Faith, led by one Peter Newman Enim. In a town called Asamankese. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yes. But the, what I want to just say about the Church of Pentecost is that it exists, as they have said in their statement, for the equipping of believers. One of the key cardinal characteristics of the Church of Pentecost is that it has a lot of elders who are lay people. And these elders, huh? they are not paid and they preach and they teach. Is that not so? Yeah. I particularly remember once going to Chicago and meeting some Church of Pentecost elders there. They were running the church, not for profit, not to be paid. Some of them were taxi drivers and different things, but they were elders of the Pentecost church. They were running the church. That is what builds a great and wonderful church. And I believe that it is a powerful example, amen, amen. of ministry. Amen. amen. So I believe that we can all see that being part of um, the ministry, uh, the lay people are a very significant part of anything, actually. I myself, I'm impressed. How many are impressed with the common man? How many realize the common man has, can make a difference? A big difference, isn't it? Yes. And um, I believe that the common man can do well and can do the ministry work. Amen. Amen. Now, for the release of the layman, amen? amen, for the layman to be released, into this great work. The layman needs some knowledge. Maybe not as much as a specialist. Do you get it? But you need to know something.